Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm sitting here with author Danielle Lincoln Hanna, and she's going to tell me all about her Mailboat Suspense series, which I'm so excited to hear about because it's so intriguing and so, so off the wall, like fun and mysterious. Instead of me talking about it, let's just go ahead and dive into it. Hi, Danielle. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad um, we're we're here talking about your books because your series is so fascinating. <laughs> Can you tell me all about it or at least jumpstart with the, the first book, The End of the Pier? Absolutely. Yeah. So the series is called The Mailboat Suspense Series. Uh, it's based off an actual boat out of Lake Geneva, Wisconsin that delivers the mail house to house. And oh, they hire, so cool. <laughs> it, you wouldn't believe it. It is Hi. so cool. So they, they hire kids that have to jump on and off the boat to get the mail in the box and the boxes will be mounted to the piers. And the catch is that the boat's so big, it would take too long if they stopped at every pier. So it just keeps cruising right on by. And if the kids aren't timely, they could miss their ride or they could <laughs> land in the lake. So oh, wow. Tour, you can get tickets. It's a whole thing. And I, yeah, I based my, my series off of this actual boat. <laughs> I feel like just the boat itself can be its own like book or its own like YouTube oh, yeah. thing. And then oh, it was, it was recently uh TikTok famous. One of the male jumpers was showing off a bit and actually did a backflip on his way back to the boat uh, and it went viral. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. But then you put the suspense part into it, which makes mm-hmm. it elevated a lot more. Can you can you tell me about it? For sure. Well, I like I like writing suspense, mystery, crime fiction. So when I first learned about this boat that delivers the mail and and the job that the kids have to do, my first question obviously was, where am I going to put the body? (laughs) (laughs) I said, okay, what is, what could be worse than, you know, missing the boat and ending up in the water? Well, the only thing that could make that worse is if you found a body in the lake and if it was a murder (laughs) victim, you know? (laughs) Of course, you have to add the crime part into it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's kind of what got the whole idea kickstarted for me. And I now have five books in the series and a prequel novella. The main character is one of the male jumpers, but it's also an ensemble cast. So we've also got the boat captain as a main character because there's a crime going on. I've also got two police officers. One of them is kind of trying to find his feet again after being a bit of a roving rambler. And he's come back to his hometown. And the the only job he could get there was as a bicycle cop. So he said, sure, I'll be a bike cop again. (laughs) (laughs) And then another character is uh, one of the police detectives, uh, a female detective, and coincidentally his ex. And they did not realize they were both home again. Oh, that that adds to that, right? That adds to the story. Yes, exactly. (laughs) In your five books, is it the same ensemble or is it just the same boat, but different things happen? It's the same ensemble. And as a matter of fact, I like to tell people that I 
I don't know how to write short stories, by which I mean like <laughs> a novel. So the whole series, it's going to take the whole series of like eight to 10 books to actually complete the story. Oh, I was going to ask, is it completed? Yeah. It's a five. Are you done with them? <laughs> no, there's, I'm about halfway through, I guess, you know, if my outlines are correct. Uh, and yeah, so at cool. the end of every, at the end of every book, the story just kind of leads right into the next one, just because I guess the story ideas I come up with are so vast and I can't seem to make them shorter. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> I went this way with it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I think it's, it's great, especially if I'm invested into, you know, two, mm. three, five books. I want to keep knowing what happened and especially invested in the characters. Is there a character in there that you really have your heart on that you love to write? Oh my gosh. No, it's like picking no, a favorite I think child. That's a con- <laughs> that is actually a, a bit of a contradictory statement because there is a character who really has my heart, <laughs> but he is the worst character I've ever worked with. <laughs> <laughs> like a villain type? No, it's actually the boat captain who is this very wonderful, warm, sympathetic main character. I get very intimate with my characters and he's the Mm -hmm. first character I've ever worked with who told me that he did not want to be in the story. (laughs) (laughs) And he agreed to it in the in the end, but it has been it's been stormy and rough waters the whole way. It's getting better now that we're like halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's lucky I like him. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but with the Mailboat Suspense series, what else can we expect from a very character-driven storyline? There's a adventure part that I hear while you're talking mm-hmm. about it, but there's a lot more darker, more meat into this series. Can you can we talk a little oh, yeah. bit about that? For sure. You know, and I think because the series is so character driven and because it's an ensemble cast i think that's one of the reasons it's it's ending up being so long running but one of the big things that i really dig into in this series like that my main frustration with reading suspense and mystery is that i don't feel that they deal with the topics of like abuse and trauma in a very realistic manner you know, I grew up with a lot of TV shows where you would like shoot the hero and he would flinch a bit and then just keep going. Oh, right. <laughs> and in the next episode, it was like nothing ever happened. And I just had this this thought stuck in my head that was like, that can't be right. You know, and then I've been through, you know, a fair few things myself. So maybe I just sort of had this unwitting knowing that, no, that's not how trauma and abuse work. Right. <laughs> and, it's going to stick with all the you. time that it takes to really... Mm-hmm. manifest through. So I take a more realistic approach. You know, I take all the the exciting stuff that happens in a suspense novel, but then I kind of bring it down to earth a little bit more. And I'm like, okay, you know, the excitement's fine and entertaining and we all love it, but let's get a little bit more real and maybe even use this as an opportunity to help educate people. So how was it writing, including the trauma the abuse part into your books versus versus having to just kind of write the adventure part of the book to move it along to make it entertaining how was the difference in the writing there oh for me it's very therapeutic like a lot of what I write is kind of like based off my own experiences but I'll oftentimes put a different spin on it it's like what if this were the same but it was more like that you know gotcha right so it's kind of a fun way to sort of take ownership over some of my own experiences with both trauma and abuse 
and just own it and be like, mm, you don't own me. I own you. And I get to come up with whatever I want. And like, if I didn't like this outcome, well, let's write a different one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the author. This is the world that, that you've created. And I, you know, however way you approach it, I appreciate it. And I would love, you know, I, I love reading things like that. Did you know that you wanted to include the more serious parts in the book um, and really dig deep into that? It's more like, you know, I definitely let the story direct itself. Um, I, I oftentimes call myself a biographer of fictional people. <laughs> That's perfectly said. I like that yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they run the whole show. I don't know. Just somehow I end up with these characters that have a lot to say and have a lot of their own experiences that, you know, maybe they feel that they need to work through. Yeah. So I, I just let them take me wherever they want. And at the end, it wasn't necessarily my decision per se that, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to write this story this way. It was more me just opening up and permitting the story to be what it wanted and realizing that I was getting a lot of good out of that. And so are my readers, you know, so right. it was more along those lines. Ah, gotcha. But how has it been since you published your first one and now you've done five and of course the plan the plan rest of the series how has it been do you mean like emotionally or like the how, acceptance of the series or? Um, entirely up to you <laughs> oh okay uh, emotionally amazing maybe I already touched on that a bit just you know very therapeutic and it's wonderful just like I said taking ownership of my own experiences and then as far as like you know how it's been received it's kind of been amazing people have responded very strongly and positively to these books. And I feel so lucky to have so many super fans who are like, you know, this is not how you typically write a suspense series. Normally it's, you know, what is the mystery of the day? And we wrap it up by the end of the book. Right. <laughs> and I've certainly had people who uh, will go out of their way to write to me and complain about the cliffhanger endings. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so many people are like, oh, we get this and we like it. And they bond with these characters. Oh, and, nice. you know, I think, you know, maybe your average reader is just like, wow, they just feel so deep and so real. And then there are a few readers who are like, I know what she's talking about. And oh, I'll get communications perfect. from those people too. And they'll be like, you know, thank you for writing this because this was really helpful to me not only is it entertaining it's very helpful and yeah. and hopeful as well yeah. and I don't know how you can like hit the nail on the head twice and and <laughs> this is so amazing what else can you tell me about you as an author Danielle oh me as an <laughs> author I do most of my writing by hand Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> I found out that I get my best work that way. And I actually, even though like writing that first draft takes longer, it's a better first draft. And so I have to write fewer drafts. So it's actually a more efficient way for me to write. And if I, if I start a draft like on my laptop, it never really reaches the point that I'm like completely satisfied with it. But if I start it by hand in a few drafts, I can get it like just where I want it. And I'm like, so yeah, I just write by hand. <laughs> oh, wow. I've actually never heard any other said that before. That is oh. like crazy unique. This is <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> I actually ended up getting like the one hang up for me was just the time I was spending transcribing all of that handwriting. And I'm like, I could be writing my next chapter and instead I'm transcribing. 
All right. So <laughs> I started looking around for some kind of device or system that would transcribe my handwriting for me. And most of them are pretty cryptic still. There was one exception. There's a, a tablet called the Remarkable, which oh. is actually, I have it here with me right now for oh, note taking. Cool. It's a tablet, but it looks and feels like paper. And it has a system in it that lets me push a button and it will turn my handwriting into typed text. And it's pretty accurate. Oh, wow. That is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a life changer for me. So like, I'm just, I, I freaking love it. <laughs> Since you have a good amount of books under your belt, actually, and definitely planned on the remainder of the series, are you working on anything else like in the back of your head like, like that you want to kind of play around with? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I regret that I'm a fairly slow author, and I guess by slow, I mean I usually put out about a book a year, which to me is slow. Really? I think yeah. that's... I, wow. <laughs> well, I think it frustrates me because I do have so many story ideas running around right. in my head, and like there are so many groups of characters that have just sort of, you know, bowed to this the Mailboat series and those characters and said, it's all right, they can they can take the front burner right now. And like, they're so gracious, you know, because <laughs> this has definitely turned into a long series. And yeah, right. but I've got so many other ideas. I've got a bunch of other suspense ideas. I might try branching out into other genres at some point. Um, I run a Patreon page and my patrons have actually seen some of my other work in another genre, which ah. was delightful and, and a great opportunity for me to just sort of stretch my creative muscles in a new direction. So that that was cool. That was amazing. Lots of other ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that. I'm excited to because I'm already so fascinated by the mailboat series. So I'm definitely excited. <laughs> what else are you going to be coming out with? With the mailboat series, is there one storyline that really sticks with you that you can tell us a little bit about? For sure, kind of the main storyline that I'm building the whole rest of the story around definitely happens between the mail jumper Bailey. And the mailboat captain, Tommy. So Bailey is, is a teenager. She's in high school. She's also a foster child. And she's been in the foster care system the vast majority of her life. And she's done with it. And she would like to finally just get into a family of her own and feel like she has some rootedness and some stability to her life. Finding that body at the end of the pier definitely throws a bit of a wrench in all of her thoughts about her life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It ends up just sort of dredging a bunch of things up from the past, you know, such as turns out that the victim has a not too distant tie to the captain. A lot of painful events from his past are kind of rising to the surface. And this whole time he's been her anchor. He's been her anchor for as long as, you know, she's been working with him. And, you know, she looks up to him and admires him to a degree that she hopes he doesn't know because she's like, I don't know why I respond so strongly to him. With my interest in mental health, I would say it's because she's had no stability her whole life. And here's someone that she can actually rely on. But then his life ends up getting really rocky. And so his struggle to be a reliable bedrock for her gets tricky. (laughs) I like that. Not only do I get to read about this concept of the mailboat, that whole world that I honestly didn't know existed. I also get the the mystery part of it. And -hmm. then on top of all that, I get the emotional and the hopeful parts of the having to deal with the trauma or abuse or things Mm -hmm. like that. There's so many 
things packed into your series. I think <laughs> this is really important and for anybody who's looking to read anything really. I I really <laughs> really fascinated by this. Did you have any difficulties in writing the the mystery parts? I understand the the emotional part can be kind of tough at times, but just the fun adventure mystery part. How was that writing? Did you have any difficulties? I mean, that's definitely a completely different kind of challenge. That one for me is more brain work and more puzzle building and puzzle solving. Right. So it's like a completely different mental exercise with the dedication I have to authenticity when it comes to things like mental health and abuse and trauma. I kind of take that same dedication and apply it to how I am portraying crime and crime solving and, and, and police work specifically. There's police work is definitely a big topic nowadays as well. And even even before it kind of came front and center and center stage, it was important to me to give it the most accurate portrayal that I could, which for me involved actually getting to know people who work in law enforcement. And I consider myself particularly lucky that I reached out to the real life police department in this town that I'm writing about. And I have two very good friends there now, one of whom recently was promoted to chief of police. <laughs> Congrats, oh, <hi>. Ed. <laughs> and they've worked side by side with me on this series this whole time. Oh, wow. That's great. And I will, oh my goodness. So like I can actually go to them and say, here's a scenario. What would you do? Right. And so How they'll do you tell approach me, it and things like that. Yeah. The resources they have and, and you know, the, the best methods that they have that they know of. And I got to say, I'm so proud of the Lake Geneva Police Department because in the middle of all this turmoil that's going on, they continue to impress me with their integrity and their dedication to trying to do it right. So I, I feel so proud to know them and to work with them and, you know, to portray their department in the series. And I did in in the most recent books, I decided to go right ahead. I ended up having a character who was a person of color who became a, a major player in the series, who from the start was not getting along well with my police detective. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, basically, the, the incident in uh, Minneapolis happened right about that same time. And I decided I wasn't going to ignore what was going on. I decided I was going to wade in and, and try to get real and authentic about this like I do with everything else. Oh, wow. That's so, yeah, I challenge great. myself, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And we as readers appreciate the yeah. genuine parts of all this. So, Danielle, where can we get your books? Uh, you can basically get them anywhere you like to shop for books. They are on <laughs> Amazon, Barnes & Noble. If you're in Canada, I know Kobo is really popular in Canada. They're on Kobo. You can walk into your local bookstore. If they don't already carry the books, they can order it in for you. Same with your library. So, And I sell them on my website as well. And my website is daniellelincolnhanna.com. Hannah is spelled H-A-N-N-A. If you add another H on the end, I can't guarantee where you will end up. <laughs> well, Dania, thank you so much for coming today and telling me about the Mailboat series, because I think this is this is such a fascinating series to sink my teeth into, because there's okay. so many elements into this. I love the yes. mystery thriller part, absolutely. <laughs> and I love the, the human side of things part, the emotional part, the hopeful part. Any last minute thing you want to say before we go today? I just want to say thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thank I think you. your podcast is absolutely delightful. And oh, I yay. wish you and your readers uh, a lot of happy reading going forward. 
Oh, thank you so much. That just makes my day. That makes me oh, so good. giddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Well, well, I want to say thank you again. And I hope you come back to talk to me once you, even once you finish the series, it's it's almost like saying like it's a graduation thing or something. Oh, or, or when you, my graduation when, ceremony. <laughs> or when like you it. start another series or whatnot. But either way, right. I hope you come back and talk to me some more about your work. Because oh, thank this, you. is, this is so such a massive undertaking of, of of amazing things so i will talk to you <laughs> next time thank you danielle thank you so much have a good one you too bye thank you for listening to this episode of tell me about your book please continue to support indie authors and indie bookstores and if you would love to support tell me about your book podcast you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash tell me podcast where just for a price of a coffee, you can support monthly for just $5. There's other tiers too in the memberships and you can look at all the info about it and I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. And of course, there's the other podcast, Books, Cats and Snacks, where Caddy and I talk all things book and about her cats too. See you then.